Welcome back to the Daily News Sports Now podcast. I'm your host, Grant Covey, recorded on the day of Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. And yet again, we wrap up another week in Ball State Athletics. We recap it. We look at Muncie Area High School football teams, what they're doing. We'll talk about their successes as well as a look at professional sports, specifically the Indianapolis Colts as they uh, had their home opener this past weekend. We'll take a look all of that throughout the podcast. But I thank you for tuning in. Again, we do this every week. I record it on Tuesdays. It goes up on Wednesdays. And it gets you set for the next week. The great part about this is it's in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. You listen to it on a Wednesday. You know what happened before the week. That sets you up for the rest of the week, and you're all set. So I thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, visit BallStateDailyNews.com for daily updates on everything happening around Ball State and the Muncie area. Again, the sports section does a great job of getting out and covering those Ball State uh, athletics games and different things like that. We start this week like we do every week. We start it with the football team. The Cardinals travel down to Raleigh, North Carolina for the first true road game of the season. If you remember, they played at Lucas Oil in week number one. Technically goes down the books as a home game. So their first true road game, they actually had to leave the state of Indiana. They travel down to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Ball State defeated 34-23 to and they fall to 1-3 on the season. The Cardinals got off to a good start. They led 7-6 to after the first quarter of play, but the second quarter was a different story. Giving up 14 points and posting no points of their own, they went into halftime down 20-7. to The second half saw the Cardinals trying to bounce back, but the offensive firepower of North Carolina State was just too much for the defense. The Wolfpack came away with the victory, 34-23, like we just mentioned. Luckily, Ball State now has a bye week, and he gets to think about that and make improvements and adjustments necessary Um and they will have a trip to Northern Illinois where they will face the defending MAC champions a week from this Saturday. So they don't play this Saturday, but a week from this Saturday, they will be in Northern Illinois. Again, um, this will be their first game of the Mid-American Conference. Now on to women's soccer, and uh, the team returned to the Briner Sports Complex after a three-game road trip where they went 1-2. and two. They faced the Mastodons of Purdue-Fort Wayne. It was another shutout win for Ball State. This was their fifth of sixth victory this season that has ended in a shutout. Uh, this was the second game this year where they scored four or more points. The Cardinals outshot the Mastodons 17-6. Next up, MAC play begins this Friday against Central Michigan. The Chippewas are 2-0-2 so far. The Cardinals look to hand them their first loss of the season. On Sunday, they'll face Eastern Michigan, who is currently 1-4-2. The women's volleyball team hosted its active ankle challenge over the weekend. The Cardinals came away with a 2-1 record from that tournament. They swept Austin P on Friday, 3-0. Standing out in that game was senior Kate Avelia and freshman Maggie Huber combining for 16 digs on the night. On Saturday, they took on Wright State to five sets but fell 3-2. A 25-20 victory in the fourth set forced one more set, but it was Wright State coming away with that one. 15 to 12. The final match of the tournament was against Missouri State. The Bears team has yet to win a road game this season and the Cardinals held them to that. Ball State swept them 3-0 in the final game of the active ankle challenge. Freshman defensive specialist Chloe Rickenbach had 6 of 11 of Ball State's aces. The win in that final game got Ball State back to 500 on the season at 6 and 6. Just like the soccer team, they begin conference play this week at Toledo, who is 7-5 so far this season. 
Thursday at 7 p.m. is the day for the Toledo game. On Saturday, they stay on the road. They're at 7-4 Akron for a 7 p.m. start. Now moving on to men's golf. The Cardinals finished tied for 11th in the Trinity Forest Invitational yesterday. Joey Ranney and Keegan Bronnenberg tied for the lowest total score of Ball State with a 2-12. They both finished tied for 23rd individually. The Cardinals will have a week off before traveling to Marquette at Aaron Hills Golf Course in Wisconsin. Aaron Hills has hosted a couple of U.S. Opens in the past, so a very tough golf course that the Cardinals will be taking on here in a couple of weeks. In women's golf, the team finished with a score of 302 at the Ram Classic hosted by Colorado State yesterday, earning them a sixth-place finish in the event. Hadley Mortis shot a three-round total of a 220. This put her at tied for fourth individually. Liz Kim, who's usually the number five golfer on the team, shot a 222, which was the second-best score for the Cardinals and 11th individually. Just like the men's team, they get a week off before traveling to Ohio for the Silver Lake shootout. The women's field hockey team couldn't find success on the road over the weekend. They fell in their MAC opener to Miami of Ohio 1-0 in overtime. A corner shot from Nor Brejic of the Red Hawks sealed the deal. Miami, who was 4-3 and 1-0 in the MAC, was able to defeat the Cardinals in overtime. This was the closest finish between these two teams since 2016 when Miami defeated Ball State 1-0. On Sunday, Ball State fell to number 23 Michigan State in East Lansing 3-1. The Spartans scored the in the 28th minute of the game uh, for a 1-0 lead. Then a minute later, Meredith Ross scored for Michigan State again, giving the lead, uh, putting the lead at 2-0. To enter the third quarter, Redshirt Junior midfielder Rachel Piera scored off a corner play. This made the game 3-1 at that point. The Cardinals were unable to find the back of the net for the rest of the fourth quarter. Ball State has now dropped five straight games and is 2-7 and seven on the season. Central Michigan is on tap next here at home. Central Michigan is 2-7 and seven as well. They're running a seven-game losing streak, so the Cardinals look to continue that here at the Briner Sports Complex as they open up uh, their second game of MAC play. So that is it for Ball State Athletics, a new segment that we're implementing this week and a segment that I've really wanted to imp implement uh, since I started the podcast, and that is a uh, segment about a play of the week. And, and this segment is uh, is interesting because it, it highlights you know a specific player, a specific athlete that did something good over the weekend. So Zach Pyatt, who is our reporter for the Ball State football team, submitted this to me earlier this week, uh, and he describes this as the play of the week. It was early in the fourth quarter of the game against North Carolina State. Ball State was on defense and down 27-16 at that point. The pass uh, was deflected off the receiver Bryce Cosby uh, was covering. Uh, it must have ricocheted 15-20 to 20 feet in the air, he said. Cosby dove for it, intercepted it, and it set them up near midfield. Now, this was a big turning point in the game. Although Ball State was, was unable to score off of it, it could have been a big turning point, and that's why it's the play of the week. It just set the Ball State Cardinals up on offense in a good position. Plus, it was the only play of the week that got submitted to me before I'm recording this podcast today, but that's okay. We'll get into play of the week a little bit um, more as we continue this podcast, but it's definitely something that I wanted to implement because I just think it's a good opportunity to highlight the uh, Ball State athletes as well. Now on to Muncie Area High School football. Let's take a look at week five of the Indian High School football season. Yes, week number five. We are over 
halfway done with the 2019 regular season. That is hard to believe. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about week one. But anyways, we're week five of the Indian high school football season. Blackford ended their three-game winning streak in a loss to Alexandria 40-35. to Blackford dropped their first game in the Central Indiana Conference. This week they're on the road at Madison Grant. Blackford is 3-2 and 2-1 and two and in the Central Indiana Conference. Delta continues its winning ways, defeating Mount Vernon of Fortville 27-10 on Friday. Despite winning by 17 points, this was the most points the Eagles have allowed this season and their lowest offensive scoring total of the season. Delta returns home to take on Newcastle this week, a 7.30 p.m. start for this Hoosier Heritage Conference game. Monroe Central fell to South Adams 34-15 on Friday. The Golden Bears fall to 3-2 on the season. They stay at home to take on West Dell this Friday at 7.30 p.m. This will be their first game of Mid-Eastern Conference play. Muncie Central was defeated 48-14 by Arsenal Tech. The Bearcats fall to 0-5 on the season. They travel to 0-5 Kokomo next week for a 7 p.m. start. So one team that hasn't won a game this year will certainly get a victory uh, on Friday. Westell fell for the second straight time last week. They were defeated 34-8 against Shenandoah. The Warriors fall to 1-4 on the season and 0-2 in Mid-Eastern Conference play. Next up, a trip to Monroe Central Friday at 7 p.m. And finally, Yorktown. The Tigers defeated Newcastle 32-13 on Friday night. They improved to 3-2 on the season and 1-2 in Hoosier Heritage Conference play. Yorktown travels to Shelbyville Friday night for a 7.30 p.m. start. And now for our final segment on professional sports. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Atlanta Falcons 27-24 on Sunday. This was the home opener for the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. We've been talking about the future Hall of Famer for the past two weeks on a negative front. But this week, Adam Vinatieri returned home and was perfect on the day. Four of four on the day for the Colts. And uh, a great bounce back for Vinatieri. And if you watch the game on TV or if you're at the game, you saw the crowd give him a huge uh, round of applause when he came out to kick that first field goal, which doinked off the left upright and then went in. But it still went in, so it still counts. Anyways, Jacoby Brissett completed his first 16 pass attempts on Sunday, passing a 14 straight mark set at 2008 by a guy who's named Peyton Manning. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But uh, anyways, it, it set a uh, mark in it surpassed Peyton Manning. A great mark there by Jacoby Brissett. The Colts stay at home for a date with John Gruden's Raiders Sunday at 1 p.m. Antonio Brown was released by the Patriots on Sunday following allegations surrounding sexual assault. Brown said in a tweet on Sunday that he never wants to play in the NFL again and has re-enrolled at Central Michigan University where he played football from 2007 to 2009 and he is currently taking I think four online classes there at Central Michigan, so take that for what you will. But uh, that is all our news that we have to cover in this podcast. I guess sports news, Ball State, Muncie, uh, high school football, as well as professional sports as well. That's all we got for this week's episode. Don't forget to follow at DN underscore sports and at Ball State Sports on Twitter for daily updates on everything surrounding Ball State sports. Thanks to the Daily News Sports writers for providing me with the information to do this sports podcast. Also, also BallStateSports.com, a big contributor as well. I couldn't do it without those resources. always want to give credit where credit is due, so thank you so much for that. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. Come back next week. We'll record episode five. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Grant Covey. Have a wonderful week.